Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. So good to be here today. You can be seated this morning. We're glad you're here. We welcome all of you. We welcome those that are watching online and all of you that are here this morning. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. I believe that today, and we're so glad you're here. Uh, we are in a series we just started last week, a sermon series called Timeless. And what we're talking about uh, in the next few months is there are certain values in life that don't have an expiration date. There are certain attributes that we need to hold on to that there is no time limit. In fact, uh, driving through the city of Lakewood, I don't live there, but I've driven there many times and I noticed there's a motto or a phrase that says times change values don't and saying that the values in life never expire and what are some of those values that never change what are some of those values that never expire Uh, values like love values like respect uh, values like responsibility values like honesty and truth and morality and generosity and these values should be the core of who we are because your values are going to shape who you are your values are going to really begin to affect everything about your life i read this quote and i'll read it to you again it says your beliefs determine your behavior and your behavior determines what you become so the kind of person you are If you look at the foundation and the values, your convictions in which you live by, they will determine your character and they will determine your conduct. And so this morning, I wanna talk about values and I wanna talk about a certain value that I think all of us are gonna be able to relate to. But before I do, I wanna kinda read you the theme scripture of where we've been kind of getting all of this from. And it's found here in Proverbs chapter three, Verse number five, we're going to read a few verses of scripture, then we're going to pray, and then we'll just dive into this message today. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. How many know that's a good thing already? Just trusting in God. Lean not on your own understanding. That's most of us where we fail right there. We lean on our own understanding. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. So we need to be acknowledging him in the way that we live, in the way that we conduct our lives, and he will direct your path. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. That's a lot of us, we're just kind of wise and we think we know everything, but we don't. It says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the people of God that are here this morning. I pray today for the Holy Spirit God, to speak into our hearts. I pray for the anointing of God as I declare your word. God, remove every distraction. There's so many things that are on our minds right now. So the pressures of life, stress, things that we think about. Lord, I pray just remove that for just a, a few moments here to receive the word of God. I pray today, God, that you would anoint every word I speak and that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said... So let me just say this again. If you want to build a life that is significant, they need to be built on these timeless values. And I would ask you this question today, what's your greatest ability? If I were to ask you that, many of you would say, well, you know, I do this for a living. I'm a mechanic, and that's great. Uh, Some of you may say, well, I'm good at cooking. I'm good at plumbing. I'm good at surfing, surfing the Internet. I'm good at... uh, doing all these things. But can I tell you, your greatest ability is responsibility. I said your greatest ability is responsibility. And what that means is responsibility is the ability to respond, the ability to respond to life, the ability to respond to things that happen in your life. And that's the value that I want to talk about today is responsibility. Say responsibility. Responsibility is all of our responsibility. And it's one of the greatest gifts 
that God has given us. God has created you and I, and we're human beings, but we have the ability to choose how we respond to life. And many of us respond to different things that happen to us, maybe stress, problems, crisis, opportunities, relationships. We all have a choice how we're going to respond to those things that come our way. We don't choose our circumstances. There are things sometimes that happen that we didn't expect. And you have the freedom to choose and respond how you're going to basically look at things in your life. You have the freedom how you're going to respond to these things that happen to you. Because we all have the freedom of response. Response able, which is responsibility. And so that's what I want to talk about today because responsibility is going to be the key. It is the key to your life. It is the foundation of who you are. In fact, I would say this today. If you don't catch this responsibility or this message, the rest of the series is going to go down for you. You don't even need to come. Because if you don't think you're responsible for anything, you're not going to be able to receive what I'm going to minister on in the next few weeks. Is that all right? There is a past Supreme Court justice that said this, responsibility is the great developer. Winston Churchill said this, the, the responsibility is the price of greatness. And so we have to start with personal responsibility. From ground zero, from the bottom line right here, we have to start with personal responsibility. You have to realize all of us have personal responsibility. It is the point or the bedrock of your life. And it's very obvious today that in the last 60 years in our nation, there's been a dramatic decline of responsibility or the acceptance of responsibility. No one wants to accept responsibility anymore. We live in an accused and an excused society. We like to accuse other people. It's other people's fault or we like to excuse ourselves from any fault. We live in a blaming, accusing, excusing society, and no one wants to own up to anything. Can you say amen? It got quiet in here, but it's okay. Earlier I said that our beliefs determine our behavior, our behavior determines, uh, or our behavior determines what we become, and ultimately it affects our society. And so there's three beliefs today that are kind of prevalent in our society, and I'm just going to touch on them real quick, but they're real prevalent, and they contradict personal responsibility. You've heard this before, but I want to share it with you. There are three things that contradict personal responsibility. Number one is the rights mentality. I have rights. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's to the extreme. Or it's the victim mentality. I'm a victim of my environment. Or it's the entitlement mentality. You owe me. People owe me. So I want to talk about just a few of them. Just touch on this real quick. The rights mentality. And it's basically the rights mentality. It's basically I have my rights. That's all I'm interested in. I have my rights. That's all I'm interested in. And we are obsessed today with personal rights. People today have all kinds of rights, and there's nothing wrong. We, we have in the Constitution the Bill of Rights. We understand that. But today, it's, it's extreme. Criminal rights, computer rights, animal rights, children rights. Children can divorce their parents today. Abortion rights, cultural rights. We have people have a right to die if they want to. And so people today have all of this obsession about this right. We hear a lot about right, but we don't hear a lot about responsibility. We hear a lot about entitlement, but we don't hear a lot about obligation. We hear a lot about myself, but we don't want to hear about other people. And today, we hear a whole lot about choice, but we don't hear a lot about commitment. And this morning, I want to talk about the value of personal responsibility today. The second thing is victim mentality. The victim mentality is none of my problems are my fault. In fact, they're your fault. None of my problems are 
my fault, it's your fault. And we call this the blame game. How do you spell blame? Be lame. When you blame, you're lame, right? You be lame. And so that's what happens. Every time you blame somebody else for your unsatisfaction, every time you blame somebody else for your unhappiness, guess what? You be lame. You want to blame people. In fact, there are a number of books. I just went on Amazon last night and looked up some books about this victim mentality. And they, they have a few books on how to counter this. They said, the mountain is you. Transforming self-sabotage. Number, number two, another book called Nothing Changes Until You Do. A guide to self-compassion and getting out of your own way. Another book with Nation of Victims. Identity, Politics, The Death of Merit, and The Path Back to Excellence. See, so now today what we have in our society is hardship is equated to victimhood. The minute you things become hard, you're a victim. The minute things become uh, too difficult, you then become a victim. And really, it's really changed the moral fiber of our society because our identity used to be on hard work. Our identity used to be on responsibility. Our, our, our identity was, this was part of our cultural life. And in America today, people took personal responsibility, but today it's the victim mentality. There's so many frivolous lawsuits. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll read you just a couple of them. Uh, this woman was so shocked, she filed a lawsuit. She was so shocked that jelly beans contain sugar. There are 61 different names to sugar. And so it stands for reason. Some people don't recognize the ingredient. This happened in California here. She sued the jelly bean maker for using the term evaporative cane juice instead of the word sugar. Jessica Gomez, I'm, I'm reading her name, it came out in the paper, of San Bernardino County alleged fraud claiming the company was misleading consumers about how much sugar the snack actually contained, even though the total grams of sugar per serving were clearly displayed. Now see, this is the victim mentality. There's another guy, he was fired for consistently showing up late at work. How many know you're gonna get fired if you're not responsible? But this former school district employee sued his employer arguing the fact that his lawyer called something called chronic lateness syndrome. So when you're late to work, you can now claim chronic lateness syndrome. See, see this victim mentality, no responsibility. This other guy sued Red Bull. He said, the slogan said, Red Bull gives you wings. And he had a class action lawsuit against the company because he said the drink did not give people wings. And he didn't feel energized. The company lacked evidence to claim the beverage could improve one's focus. And Red Bull settled out of court for $640,000. I'll read you one more. It said, this young man stole a car, and when he stole the car out of the parking lot, he ended up killing him, or he ended up uh, dying. Uh, he, he ended up in a crash, but the family sued the parking lot because they failed to take steps to prevent the theft. It's your fault that I stole your car. Now, I'll leave you this last one. I, I lied. I'll leave you this one. This one guy sued Bud Light because he said that the advertisement showed him on an island with all of these women around him. And so he had invested $10,000 of drinking Bud Light, but it never happened. You see this? We're in a nation of victims. I'm serious. You can Google it, man. None of it is my fault. I have rights. See, this is the problem with the victim mentality. And the next one is the entitlement mentality. It's, I deserve this. The world owed me this. And people are raising children with the spirit of entitlement. Let the little tyrant do whatever he wants to do. Let him throw food, everything, and watch what happens when he grows up. 
And, and so basically we live in this entitlement and, and people are saying, hey, you know what? If I can't take care of myself, the government can from the cradle to the grave. And so what we have today, people say, I have a right not to work, so, so therefore people should pay me not to work. People should pay me for my irresponsibility, and this is the kind of world that we live in. It's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. I have this entitlement. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.15, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, this word circumspectly is talking about cautiously and responsibly. In other words, it shouldn't surprise us that God's word over and over instructs us to be responsible. Paul says, not as fools, but as wise. So when we are irresponsible, we are being foolish. When you begin to realize uh, you have responsibilities in life, you are being wise. Why should I live, is the question. Why should I live a responsible life? Why should that be a value? So write this down. Number one, because God is watching my life. We are accountable to God. Did you know that? At the end of the day, I'm just going to tell you, this is the truth. No other pastor will tell you this. Most don't tell you this, but one day you're going to stand before God and you're going to give account for your life. That's the truth. I can't change it. You can't change it. Every one of us, the Bible says, uh, it's uh, from the small to the greatest, is going to stand before God and give account for what you've done and the kind of life that you lived. In fact, I'm going to read Hebrews 4.13 to you. Nothing in all the world can be hidden from God. Everything is open before him. And to him, we must explain the way we have lived. You're going to have to give some explanation. You're going to have to give some accounting to the way you live. Yeah. And you can't say, I'm a victim. I, I have, I'm entitled. None of that's going to, not going to hold water before God. God sees it all. God's going to judge that. So life, believe it or not especially as we're living on this earth. Life is really a test of responsibility. God is seeing how responsible you are with the gift of life that he's given you, with the gift of choice. God planned you from the very beginning, but basically uh, uh, you have to understand in this world you're going to live uh, perhaps 60, 70, uh, maybe 80, if you're lucky, 90 years. And that's just a little millimeter on the yardstick of eternity. When you die, when you stand before God, I'm telling you, you're going, you're, you're, you're going to spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. And can I tell you, eternity is a lot longer than this earth. You're going to spend more time in eternity than you are on this earth. And so you better begin to think about your responsibility. See, we don't like to hear messages like this because we don't want to be responsible. You ever talk to people about things and they go, oh, I don't want to hear that. Why? Because they don't want to be responsible. You ever talk, talk to people that are eating bad? They go, oh, no, don't tell me about my eating habits. Why? Because they don't want to be responsible. Don't tell me about that. Why? They don't want to be, don't preach to me because I don't want to be responsible. I'm preaching better than you're clapping today, but that's okay. God put you on this earth for primarily for two reasons. To know him personally so that you can serve him and to develop the character that he has for your life and the will that he has for you. And if you're not responsible with those values, you're going to give account. God is interested in your character. In fact, can I tell you, when you die, everything about you, your, this, this old body's going to die. Uh, the achieve, achievements aren't going to matter, but your character is. The kind of person you were. The kind of way that you live. How you conducted your life. It's all that's going to matter before God. Not your achievements, not your bank account, not what you own. Uh, all of those things are good. But really, when it comes down to it, uh, it's going to come down to the kind of character and person that you were. And the same way you came in is the same way you're going to go out. Bible says we came, we came in naked, we're going to leave naked. Am I right? When my, my kids were born, they didn't have a gold watch. Nobody had a cigar, nothing like that. They didn't have keys to the Cadillac. They, I've seen all my three 
babies, all my three boys born, and, and they came with nothing. They were, they were like a little rubbery thing that came out, and all of a sudden they inflated. So it, it, all of these things happened. That's the way I described it, right? So God is evaluating our life. God is evaluating your responsibility right now. Are you responsible? Are you responsible with the way you're living? Are you responsible with the way you're conducting your life? Because all of us are going to stand before God. Look at what it says here in Romans chapter 14, verse 12. It says, each of us will have to give a personal account to God. Didn't I tell you? Each of us. Your mom won't be there. Your brother won't be there. Your friends, your buddies. You're going to be by yourself. You're going to give account to God for yourself. And one day, we'll all have to give account for the kind of character and the kind of responsibility that we, the way we carried our life. You're responsible for your life. And can I just tell you, no one can do it for you. Your mom can't do it for you. Your husband, your wife, your brother, your pastor, all of us today will stand before God. There's going to be an audit one day. God's going to audit your life. A lot of us, we think about auditing during tax season. Am I right? You start looking, man, what's going on? Man, I got to make sure. Can I tell you, you ought to think about your life that way. Say, man, I'm going to stand before God. What, what did I do with my time? What did I do with my finances? What did I do with my relationships? What did I do? Did I do it? Did I live my life wisely to please God or did I use it selfishly? Did I just do my own thing? Because one day I'm going to give account before God. Daniel Webster, yes, Daniel Webster wrote the Webster Dictionary. He said the most important ideal, he wrote this, the most important ideal I've ever thought was the day I realized that I'm personally and individually accountable for God for how I lived. He realized. That's why the scripture said God knows everything. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is hidden before God. God knows everything. And it doesn't matter. You can say, well, you know what? Uh, it, it doesn't matter how I live. Yes, it does matter how you live. Yes, it does matter what you do. See, a fool will think, man, I can just do whatever I want to do. Can I tell you, you better wise up. You're going to stand before God one day. The second thing, are you ready for this? The reason why we need to be responsible with our life it's because others are affected by our life. Did you know your life affects other people? Here's the most selfish people I've ever heard. It's all about me. Me planet. I'm the center of the universe. Some people are going to be surprised that you're not the center of the universe. I'm the center of the universe. I got everything going on, you know. And can I just tell you, we're not independent. We're not dependent. But we're supposed to be interdependent. We're mutually dependent on one another. Am I right? Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians. It says this, people should be concerned about others and not just about themselves. Unfortunately, we live in a day and time where people are narcissists, man. They're, they, they're just thinking about We live in a generation where social media has made it all about, there people, think about this, social media builds a page about you. There's no other time has there been a time where they're building a page about you. It's about you, your selfies, you doing this. You, people, they, they're, they're, you know, they got selfies of them working, selfies of them doing this, and it's like, I don't want to be watching you. Why would I need to be watching you? It's all about them. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm about. Look, and I'm getting an award. They got an error on themselves. That's me right there doing this. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. But what I'm saying to you is it, 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 it's a society today that they don't think they're affecting others. There used to be a song by Billy Joe that said, I don't care anymore what they say. I don't care what they say anymore. This is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. Right? That was an old song. Uh, there's a popular quote that says, you do you, and I'll do me. There's a lot of people say that. You do you, I'll do me. Like if what they do doesn't affect other people. Frank Sinatra used to sing a song, I did it my way. Yeah, you did. I hope you're in heaven today because I'm telling you, you better do it his way. 
Every decision you make affects other people, even the secret ones. Did you hear me? We think, well, nobody will ever know. Uh, nobody, you know, would nobody, you know, if it doesn't hurt anybody, I want you to know your life affects other people. Can I just give you an example today? When somebody in your family has a problem, when they have issues, it's not just their problem, it becomes a family problem. When you have issues in your life, if you're on drugs, if you are a person that is stressed out, it affects the whole family. Your whole life, your irresponsibility affects other people. Your choices affect your friend. Your, it influences your neighborhood. It influences the people around you. It influences all the relationships. We are interconnected. Are you with me? And I've been around people. I'm just doing me. What you do you affects me. You live in this house, it affects me. You're part of the family, it affects the whole family. All right, I'm just preaching. Don't blame me. Think about it this way. If I got a rowboat, and a wooden rowboat, and I said, hey guys, let's go to the lake, and I took four of us with us, and four of us jumped in, the, in this eight-foot uh, rowboat, and I said, okay, the, those two feet of the rowboat is yours, those two feet is yours, these two feet are mine, these two feet are yours, and we're, we're all gonna stay on our, row, our own section of the boat, and we, you know, just, you do you, I'll do me, and we go out in the, in, in the lake there, and after a while, I said, you know what? I'm just going to get a drill, and I'm just going to put a hole right here. And I start drilling that hole. Some of you are going to say, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing me. You do you. I'm doing my thing. Hey, wait, hold on a second. I mean, you know that boat's going to sink. We're all in the same boat. You affect other people. You can say, well, this is my little hole right here. This is my little thing. No, no. That little hole in your life is creating a hole in everybody else's life. You affect other people. What you do affects other people. Start being responsible. Start being responsible. Wise up a little bit. Some men will say, my wife will never know. God knows. And eventually she'll know. Did you hear me? Oh, man, I'm going to say this anyway. Now, nah, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. You see, there's a lot. There, there's a lot. See, I, I, I'll tell you that I, I, I've talked to men that have gotten themselves, and I'm going to say it. I've talked to men that have gotten themselves in adultery. And they said, oh, man, you know, it was just our secret. Can I tell you something? The woman will always tell somebody. I'm going to tell you, men, right now. If you ever do this, that woman will tell somebody. And it will come back and get you. You'll never get away with it. So whatever you do, God knows. He sees it. The way we live our lives. You know, you're an employee. You say, well, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to take that. I'm going to hurt this. And it's not going to affect anybody. It's affecting a whole bunch of people. It's affected by what you do. Be responsible. Number three, are you ready for this? I need to be responsible. Why? Because my reward is based upon my character and on my responsibility. Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2. You will experience all of God's blessings if you obey the Lord. You want the blessing of God? Start obeying God. Then it says, Colossians 3.23, And whatever you do, do it heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So God is saying, when you serve him, when you're responsible, basically the Lord says he's going to bless you. Many of us, we want the blessing of God. We want all the favor of God, but we don't want to obey God. We don't want to be responsible with our lives. Isn't it amazing? People don't serve God, but they'll blame God as soon as things get, go wrong. You weren't even serving God. You, you weren't even thanking God for your blessing. And the moment things went wrong, now you see, they don't thank God for the blessing, but they curse God for, for, for the burden or the problems. They're irresponsible. They, they don't want to take responsibility for their lives. Here's what the Bible says, Matthew 25, 29. It says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. If you use your influence well, 
If you use your influence for God, can I tell you what? God will bless you with more. If you use what you have for his kingdom, God will bless you with more. Anytime you see in scripture over and over, men and women are being responsible with their life, and then you see the irresponsibility of their life, then you see the price that they pay. Over and over, you can see in scripture, God is calling us to be responsible. We can't be blaming we can't be accusing and excusing. In fact, can I, can I recommend one of the books in the Bible called the book of Proverbs? It's also called the book of wisdom. If you don't know this, the Bible is made up of 66 books. Okay, 66 books, different books in the Bible. One of them is called the book of Proverbs. Now, the reason I would challenge you to read the book of Proverbs, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. You could read a chapter a day, every day, just read a chapter, and, and some, some month are 30, some month are 31. And I can tell you something about the book of Proverbs. It'll teach you about relationships. It'll teach you how to handle your money. It'll teach you about how to raise your children. It'll teach you about how to have a good marriage. It'll teach you to have some wisdom. It'll teach you how to make wise decisions. So I'm saying that to you because in today's society, we're making celebrities or we're making criminals uh, into celebrities. We're praising those that are responsible and giving them credit. Uh, and really, you know what the Bible calls people that are responsible? Can I just be honest? The Bible calls them fools. In fact, when you read the book of Proverbs 69 times, the Bible calls irresponsible people fools. Now, when we hear the word fool, we often think this means dumb or low IQ or uneducated or stupid or naive. Actually, the word fool in the book of Proverbs is not so much an insult, but it's more as a description of a person that intentionally and deliberately rejects wisdom. Can I tell you how many people I've talked to that deliberately and intentionally reject any wisdom. You try to tell them, hey, don't do this. You're going the wrong path. You're hanging out with the wrong person. You're going the wrong direction with your, you're making a wrong decision. Oh, oh no, I'm okay. Oh, oh, I'm not, I don't need to listen to you. I do me, you do you. I do me, you do you. And so they refuse and basically, the Bible called them fools. Sometimes practical wisdom they won't listen to. Over and over in Scripture, it's talking about the foolish man, the man that, makes a, that, that refuses to heed and listen to the Word of God and listen to any wisdom. See, friend, we have to understand, even in church, can I tell you, even in church, I could preach on a message like this, and the next day, people are, re are doing the exact opposite. It's just amazing to me. I just said, I just preached about that. We just did a whole series on it. Yeah, I don't know why, well, I don't know what to do with my life. I, you know, I don't know what, to, it's like, did you not hear the message? Were you not here? Were you not present? Uh, did you, we have podcasts. We have all these, you can go back and listen to it again. I, I don't get, uh, you're, you're intentionally... Uh, rejecting wisdom from God's word. You, you don't want to hear what God, how do you become, listen to me, how do you become a more responsible person? And I, I want to just cover a few practical things because a lot of us this morning sometimes can put the blame on others when really we need to look in the mirror. So write this down. How do we become a responsible? Here's some practical things, okay? There's a lot of things in life that will help you, but I want to just give you a few practical things because these things can become a very, a, a big snare in people's life. Number one, be a responsible, save some money. Learn how to save. Did I say that again? Save money, okay? Learn how to save some money. God says, basically, in God's word, if you read it over and over, the person that doesn't save for the future is a fool. I'll read you that scripture. Did you know, listen, just a few statistics. The average Japanese citizen saves 25% of his income. The average European saves 14 to 15%. 
the average American saves less than 5% of his income. The reason why, instant gratification. Buy now, I'll pay later. Enjoy it now, don't worry about tomorrow. This was years ago. This is an old statistic. They said Americans put $1,300 on credit cards but only make 1000 There's something wrong with that picture. Kind of sounds like our government, right? They can call deficit, right? You're spending more than you actually have. That's kind of how Americans live their lives. They just spend more than they actually have. Uh, they said the average American spends six hours a week in shopping-related activities. I think it's actually more now. They blow out, most of us can blow out that statistic because we're spending more than we actually have. Look at what the Bible says. Look at Proverbs 21, 20. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Now, why am I saying that? Why is that important? Why is that even uh, uh, spiritual? Why am I saying, did you know that the number one cause of divorce is not adultery? Okay, the number one cause of divorce is not abuse, it's debt. The one, number one reason why couples end up in divorce is because of money, because of finances, because somebody is a big spender and they don't know how to save money. And most couples end up in divorce because of financial pressure. You know, the marriage vow says, till death do us part. Today is till death do us part. <laughs> yeah. And let me just say that, are you teaching your children how to save money? Here's three things you need to know how to do. How to save money. Okay, how to save money. How to spend money. And how to give money. You can do all three of these things. When you teach your children early in life, I had to teach my children, listen, you know, you got to save some money here. Don't spend it all in one place. Okay? And then learn how to give. Say, hey, don't forget, give, give to God first. Save some money. Spend some money. Did you know that John Rockefeller, one of the uh, billionaires, one of the wealthiest men in the world, the reason why he was able to amass, you can Google it, you can watch all kinds of videos on it. He was a faithful tither. He gave 10% of his money to God, okay? He saved 10% of it, and he lived on 80% of it. So he saved 10%, gave 10%, and lived 80, on 80%. Why? Because he understood the value and the responsibility of money. Another, another scripture in Proverbs says, the fool thinks only about having a good time right now. In Ecclesiastics, I'm sorry. So here it is, all over the scripture, the Bible teaches. Did you know that Jesus preached more and taught more about finances than he talked about love? He's, taught, he's teaching us over and many of the parables of Jesus has to do with money and how to be a good steward of your money, how to uh, have good finances. And so many times we're spending more than we actually have. There's some things you just have to live without. Sometimes you can't upgrade. Sometimes you can't get the most, uh, the most, uh, you know, the newest thing. That you, sometimes you have to wait till you have the money to pay for it. Okay, so number two... Number two, here's another responsibility, controlling our reaction. Do you control, how do you control your response to things that happen? There's some people that are out of their control when it comes to how they react. Think about this. They call it an emergency response team, not an emergency reaction team. They say first responders, not first reactors. So a reaction is this, if I was to call and you call 911 and somebody's not breathing and you call the operating, oh, hello, this is 911, this person's not breathing, and the reaction person would say, oh my God, they're not breathing. And so you got a reaction. No, they said, okay, uh, uh, where's the person now? Are they late? They're responding. They're, they're responding responsibly and they're wanting to know what's going on and they're thinking through, they're just not reacting. So God is saying, that if we're going to be responsible, it's how we react to things. The Bible says the fool expresses all his emotions, but a wise person controls them. 
So many of us today, we not taking responsibility with the way we were acting to things because we're emotional about things. People, another uh, verse, it says people will be responsible for every careless word that they've said. The book of Matthew says every idle word you speak, you're going to give an account for. All over the scripture is telling us today that the way we react, the what we say, how we respond, one day we're going to give account to God and we're responsible for what we say. It's amazing to me how many Christians today will, will don't think before they speak. They just blabber, blabber, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about. It just floats through the air. And we're just, we're just reacting to everything. First thing that comes to our mind, we're just blabbing it out. It's quiet in here, but I'm preaching, okay? I'm all right. You can, you can hit me later. Don't let evil get the best of you, the Bible says, but conquer evil by doing good. So when people do us wrong, what is our first response? We're usually not responding, we're reacting. You, you get me, I'll get you back. I'm going to get even. The Bible said, don't, we're not to get even, we're to forgive. We're, we're to give them to God. Can you say amen? When people get, get, you know, get under your skin, do you react angry? Are you mad? Are you upset? Do you want to get back at people? Are you a villain? Number three, how, do, how, how are we going to be responsible? By guarding our mind. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. So what is going in in our mind today? What, what kind of things are we filling our mind? We have to be a little bit more responsible for what goes into our mind. Lots of times we're filling our stuff, our mind with trash. And we're wondering why we think this way. Things that we're reading, things that we're watching, things that we're listening to. You know, there's some things that, yeah, that, you know, we, we don't have any control. You may be looking at something or commercial. You may even be on the Internet and something pops up. You, you, have, no, you have no control over this thing. But you do have control how you're going to respond to it. Martin Luther said this, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. So there are things that are, com that are coming from different directions. Don't let it build a nest in your mind. Be responsible with how you think. Be responsible what gets in your mind. Things like jealousy, things like resentment, things like pride. What are you going to do with it? God's going to hold us accountable. It's amazing to me that I, I meet Christians that have been Christians for 10, 20 years are still acting irresponsible. I'm saying, man, what, what, what happened? Haven't you grown up yet? Haven't you matured? Haven't you learned to be a little bit more responsible with your life? Proverbs 15 says, the wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. Well, pa pastor, I don't have a passion for the Bible. Maybe your mind is full of trash. Because the Bible says a wise person is hungry for truth. Why is it that you can't read the Bible? Why is it why you're not hungry for the word of God? Why is it that you don't have a passion for more of God? Maybe you're watching trash, trashy shows or you're watching stuff that is getting filled to so trashy soap operas and, and reading all these different things. I'm preaching this morning. And so all these things, until so you're saying, I, I don't have a, you know, who, who are you kidding? What are you filling your mind with? Well, I, you know, I don't really like to read. Yeah, you know all the statistics about your football team. You know all the words to those songs that you listen to. It's amazing how much you can memorize, isn't it? It's amazing how much stuff you know. Oh, but the Bible, you know, I don't, yeah. Yeah, you're filling your mind with trash. You're not being responsible. I'm going to move on because I can tell you guys are getting mad at me. So I'm going to move on. Number four, and I think this is where... This is where the healing takes place, okay? This is where the healing. I've, I've told you a lot of stuff about irresponsibility. I've told you a lot of stuff about being responsible. But I believe this is the major thing right here. Admitting our mistakes. Proverbs 28, 13. A man who refuses to admit his mistake will never be successful. But if he confesses them and forsakes them, he'll get another chance. God wants to give you another chance. 
God wants to give you a, another chance. If you're willing to confess it, if you're willing to admit, can I tell you this morning, none of us got it all together, not even me. I don't have it all together. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of places I'm irresponsible in, and I, I need the conviction of God to get a hold of me. Here's what Hosea said. Don't point your finger at somebody else and try to pass the blame. The fact is, this message right here is a message that God had to speak to me about my own life and irresponsibility, that if you'll begin to be more responsible, it'll change everything. Look at what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, I believe it says, there's, there's never been a person who lived on this earth or, uh, and who always did what was good and never did what was wrong. There's never been a person. There's not one of us this morning that can say, I've done it all right. I've got it all right. We've all done something wrong in our lives. And we have to take responsibility for that. The Bible says we have all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, not even one. So I don't care how much we think we have it all together. We don't. We need God's grace. We need God to help us. And I'll tell you, the way, the way we get healing is we have to admit it. There's a lot of us this morning, you're even resisting what I'm saying to you. And if you'll take responsibility, if you say, Pastor, that's me. You know what? That's what I do. You know, that's my excuse. You know, I'm accusing. Yeah, I'm blaming people. I'm not taking responsibility. You know what? I have that victim mentality. You know what, Pastor? Yeah, I have the entitlement mentality. You know, I have the rights mentality. I have a right to do what I want to do. I have all of those things. And when you begin to admit them and confess them, then you'll be healed. God will change our lives. God will begin to make us responsible people that he's called us to be. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment. I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Lord, these are values that never change. Responsibility is a value, God, that is timeless. That God, today, we have to take responsibility for what we've done. We have to stop playing the blame game. The accused blame. The excused blame. The pointing the finger blame. God, we have to look at our own selves and say, I'm the blame. I've got some things that are out of alignment in my life. I got some things that I've been irresponsible with. I've not been responsible with my money. This has caused a lot of problems in my family. I've not been responsible in my life with my mind or my mouth. Things that I'm saying. I, I don't control my reaction. I'm not being responsible enough. I need to stop blaming everybody else. I'm not responding correctly. I'm not being responsible with my mind. I'm letting all kinds of junk get in it. God help me to be more responsible. So Father, today, reach across this room right now. Touch the people of God. I pray today, Lord God, that if there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, that they'll be responsible enough today to say, I need the Lord in my life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment, if you're in this room, today. I want you to know there's a God in heaven that loves you, that cares about you. But you have to be responsible enough to say, you know what? I don't have Jesus in my life. See, the Bible says again, all of us are sinners. There's not one person that's not. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. It said the way to the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. See, what, what, when is it when are you going to own up that you need God in your life? When are you going to own up to say, you know what? I need Jesus in my life today. So whoever you are in this room right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I don't know everybody in this room right now, but God knows you. But if you'll be responsible enough, even those that are watching online to say, I need the Lord in my life. I need God. I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to stop blaming other people. I'm going to stop stop blaming circumstances. I'm going to stop making excuses why I can't serve God. Friend, you come to God as you are. You say, well, I, I got to get ready. No, no, no. You come to God as you are. And he'll do the changing. He'll change your life today. So if you're in this room right now, you be honest with God. 
Be honest with yourself today. Be responsible. Say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life today. I need God in my life. Would you pray for me? I'd be honored to pray with you today if that's you. If you're in this room with every head bowed, every eye closed right now, no one looking around, just be honest. Say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life today. Would you pray for me? Raise your hand real quick and say, that's me. That's me. Is there anyone at all right now all over this room? I don't want this moment to pass you by. Whoever you are right now, right here, God bless you. Is there anybody else right now? We just want You want us to pray with you today? Just lift your hand right now all over this room. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? You be honest with God right now. Be, be responsible enough to say, I need God in my life today. Just raise your hand. Maybe you were once walking with God, but you're away from God today, and you need to come back to the Lord. You need to rededicate your life to Jesus. You'd be honest with God. Say, that's me. I need to rededicate my life to him today. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Say, that's me. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. Whoever you are, all over this room right now, we want to pray with you today. We don't want you to leave this way the same way you came in. Same way you came in, friend. I want you to leave different. Is there anybody else right now? You'd raise your hand. Why don't we all stand together? We're going to pray. Amen. I want to pray for uh, this lady here. She raised her hand. Amen. Would you, somebody come with her. We want to pray with her. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Patty, why don't you bring her? Amen. We're going to pray with her today. In fact, if you want to join in on this prayer, just come come meet us right down here. If you want to join us in on this prayer right now, say, yes, I need Jesus in my life. Is there anyone else right now? You come. You come right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Why don't we, why don't we all bow our heads real quick? I'm going to pray with this lady right here. And would you just repeat this prayer? Don't, don't say it to me, but say it to God, okay? Say this prayer to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Make me a new person. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And Lord, we thank you, God, for your saving grace. Uh, Lord, today you're touching uh, this lady's life today, God. You know everything about her. You know everything that's going on in her life today. But we pray, Holy Spirit, just minister to her right now. In the name of Jesus, uh, pray for this young man. If he needs prayer, pray with him this morning. And I, I want to just challenge you today. Say, so you know what, Pastor? I want to be more responsible. I want to be more responsible. I know it's a hard altar call, but if you'll just take, what I'm saying today, take responsibility today. Own up to it. Say, you know, I need to be more responsible with my mind, my reaction, my money, my personal character, my choices that I'm making. You know, I've been blaming some people. I've been making excuses. Whatever it may be, I just need to be responsible. I want to be a Christian. Because I, uh, of responsibility, because I know one day I'm going to stand before God. And I, I can fool everybody out, but I can't fool God. I'm going to open this altar right now. And you just come right now. Just lead us in worship. Just make your way down here. That's me. I, I, I'm going to be responsible. Let's own up to it. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.